Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back Show, where intimacy is real. If you desire to intimately connect with yourself, your significant other, children, family, friends, community, and your higher power, this show is for you. Thus, we explore intimate topics, inspiring life stories, spirituality, and insightful tips on strengthening relationships. This show is hosted by Dr. April and her co-host, Dr. Kelly. Now let's get this episode of the Bringing Intimacy Back Show started, because we share with you the secret power to intimacy to create a life you love or love the life you create. Now here's your host, Dr. April and co-host, Dr. Kelly. Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back Show, where intimacy is real. Hi, Dr. Kelly. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm in Michigan. Oh, awesome. You never know where I am. Now, people people don't ask where in the world Matt Lauer is anymore, but they, or Waldo, but they're wondering where I am. (laughs) (laughs) And what puts you... What puts you in Michigan? Um, family. Yep. I'm okay. here for vacation. Awesome. And I uh, bought a property here to enjoy. And guess what? What? My neighbor said, hey, we had a, we have a black bear. Oh. I'm like, what? Okay. I was going to swing from the hammock. Not. But anyway, <laughs> it's good to see you. It's good to see you too. And so today, you know what we're talking about today? One of my favorite topics. Sex? <laughs> well, that, that's that's a part of my favorite <laughs> topic, but my favorite topic, of course, is rebuilding self-intimacy. You know, it's about the self. And so that's what we're talking about today. Yes, which I'm yeah, so excited. I and- especially like that um, it's from a divorce attorney perspective. I have so many questions and I think that there's so many angles. I can't wait to learn about this. I think it'll help a lot of people. Yes, definitely. And since we're talking about self-intimacy, I also want to uh, let everyone know that my um, new book is coming out on self-intimacy, that it will be out in July. And currently right now, my first book of Improving Intimacy, you can find it on Amazon. It's Self, Spirit, and Spouse. And it's the first part. And then the self-intimacy comes out on July. And then the other thing that... um, which is really important, I think, in the sense of the charity of the month that we're sponsoring is the Trevor Project. You know, and that's, and self-intimacy is important because June is the month of pride. Yes. And with the month of pride, it's having that love of self, you know? And so the Trevor Project is a project that supports the LGBTQ plus um, youth and it prevents suicide because many times and not all the times but many times when people um, commit suicide it's sometimes they don't have that self-intimacy that self self-love you know mm-hmm. what I mean yeah so every donation that goes toward this project prevents helps and prevents suicide through crisis intervention they provide workshop education and training for the youth and they uplift online communities for LGBTQ+. So if you're interested in um, helping out this charity, which I'm definitely going to do, go to www.thetrevortrevorproject.com. Yes, awesome. So now let's get to our topic of the day of rebuilding intimacy with yourself. Yes, I'd like to introduce our guest. Good morning, Sonia. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm really excited to be with you today. Thanks for having me. 
Yes, good. Where good. are you located, Sonia? I am in Hunterdon County, beautiful New Jersey, Delaware Valley. Oh, that is gorgeous this time of year. It is always gorgeous here. It's God's country. Yes. Good, good. And like um, you mentioned, Dr. Kelly, Sonia is a divorce lawyer with a heart. And do you know how hard that is? Yes. <laughs> and the good thing about her that I've noticed it's, you know, some divorce lawyers, of course, focus on divorce. You know, that's how they make their money. But you have provided so much um, information and materials to help couples stay together. So I want to um, tell you, thank you for that. Yes. yes. My pleasure. Yes. It's, it's so, so unique. Cool. It's Definitely. almost like a dentist, you know, as if dentists don't love cavities. Come on now. <laughs> you know? And so to, to have that unique twist, Sonia, on that, um, I'm sure that uh, you've helped many couples uh, stay together. And sometimes it really doesn't, um, maybe it doesn't warrant staying together for one reason or another. So to have that, that uh, insight, as well as your skill set as a lawyer, is quite interesting. Yeah, so the important thing is to make sure people make the decision that's right for them, that it's carefully considered and not made in haste. And that's why I am coming out to try to help people make the decisions that are right for them. Yes. And it looks like from your background that you're not only just doing this because you've um, studied it, researched it, talked to people, but you're also a survivor of a toxic marriage that you know, that was pretty toxic for you. And now you're happily married again. So you're like integrating all that wisdom um, that you now have with what a husband and three, three dogs, I believe. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So thank you so much. Um, it shows that you're also a certified Kenfield success principal trainer, which I'm not sure what that is. Are uh, you familiar with Jack Canfield chicken soup for the soul? Oh, yes. Yeah. America's most beloved coach. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I am trying to uh, provide his success principles training, which is a, a training on the success principles, which are proven to, to help people succeed and go from where they are to where they want to be. Oh, amazing. Wonderful. And you're the author of, am I correct, two books? Yes, two books, uh, Solve the Divorce Dilemma, Do You Keep Your Husband or Do You Post Him on Craigslist? And most recently, I published Relationship Solutions, Effective Strategies to Heal Your Heart and Create the Happiness You Deserve. Yes, yes, which is wonderful because many times, just that last part, the happiness you deserve. You know, so many people don't think they deserve happiness. That's right. Yeah, which ties back back into that self-intimacy. Right before we begin, uh, we usually ask a recurring question to all of our guests, and we would like to know how you define intimacy. For me, intimacy is a feeling of connectedness. It is when there is trust and the barriers come down and you can be vulnerable and reveal your true self. And there is acceptance and then a bond can be created. And we normally think about Intimacy is something that happens in romantic relationships and especially in a sexual way. But the most important aspect of intimacy is the intimacy with the self, because you need to know yourself and trust yourself and accept yourself and love yourself. And until you do that, you can't really create real intimacy with another. Right, definitely. 
And like you said, it's about that connection. But sometimes um, I've noticed, and I'm not sure um, in your situation, when couples get together and if it's a toxic relationship, people lose their self. How do you think that happens? I mean, it happens in toxic relationships and in, in relationships in general. And, and let's start with, with generally in relationships. We come to relationships feeling that we are incomplete and uh, we are exposed to all these social messages that tell us, you know, you need to be part of a couple. What's wrong with you if you're not married? You have to be married and have children. And uh, the society tells you what, what the, the relationship is supposed to look like. You know, the guy wears the pants or it has to be someone uh, just like from, from, from your same set of ideals. And we bring this into relationships and then then we wonder why things are not working out is because we lose that connection we have to the self uh, instead of, of remaining the individual, the great creations that we're here to be, we tend to merge into, into the couple and at the expense of ourselves. And in toxic relationships, it's even more difficult because you have someone who's trying to control you and to suppress who you are and prevent you from being who you are. And then the, sen- it, the, it, the, the self-worth, uh, the confidence is chipped away, you know, gradually or, or very suddenly. And uh, you end up feeling very hard, very very sad and unhappy with yourself and you don't understand why and you feel like you don't have the tools to get yourself out right definitely yeah and and with that in the sense of not being able to get out it um causes a lot of harm in our heart you know Indeed, we, we are here to express ourselves, to, to be and to bring our talents and our gifts to the world. And when you can't, there's that feeling of suppression. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that's why I really want to get that message out that you deserve to be happy and, and create that happiness because it's really on you to create it. No one's going to create it for you. It's not your partner who's responsible for creating right. that happiness. And you're not responsible for creating that happiness for your partner. So Yes. I give you I the think, tools so you can. Yeah. I think some of it is because sometimes people don't value themselves. They have no boundaries. And um, whether it's um, our people pleasers that they want to please everyone else and they forget about themselves, you know? Yeah. I agree. That's we tend to we tend to try to blend into somebody else, take care of others at, at the expense of ourselves, and we get depleted. We really can't give from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the the bread, the sour bread dough recipe? It's called a starter. Are you guys familiar with that? I have no. heard about it, but I have never made it. I, I cheat. I get the easy recipe that requires no starter. So tell me. Well, I'm telling you, uh, the starter is very unique. Um, I have one right now. And what it is, is like a three quarters cup flour. And then you have water and then you stir it up and then you let it wait. You know, it's this, this flour mixture. And then all you have to do is add more to it and wait. But so many people, they don't have anything to start with because it's so depleted. And yes, of course, I'm trying to get my starters going here in Michigan. So I never run out of bread. But the point is, is that when you talked about that, Sonia, it really, 
it, it just resonated with me because so many people don't even have anything to start with because they're so depleted. So how do you help people with that? I advocate people engaging in self-care and self-care is not selfishness. It's not conceit. It's not uh, being egotistical and and pleasing yourself at the expense of others. It's valuing who you are and nurturing yourself, nurture the activities, uh, the relationships that bring joy into your life and just Take every opportunity to bring joy into your life and and build yourself up because when you are happy, when you're fulfilled, when you are self-expressed, you're a joy to be around and you can bring something of value to any relationship. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yes. Well, we're going to take a small break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about this self-intimacy, how it plays out in relationships that are maybe not healthy or relationships that are healthy. And as you're, as a divorce, you know, lawyer, how do you deal with when your heart's broken? How do you build back up that self-intimacy to move forward? Are you wanting a vacation in paradise? A vacation to rekindle the passion. A vacation without the kids. A vacation where you can learn how to communicate, where you and your partner actually hear each other and gain insight. If so, Vacation Counseling is your next vacation. Dr. April Brown has created Vacation Counseling in Southwest Florida as a perfect option for you and your partner. Our retreats are one couple at a time. We have a variety of packages available to choose from, including virtual couples retreats. If you and your partner are interested in the Vacation Counseling, please visit us at vacationcounseling.com for more information on pricing and packages. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. To keep track of the latest news, stories, activities, or coupons on vacation counseling and Dr. April's other services, we encourage you to sign up to receive a monthly newsletter called Intimate Connections at draprilbrown.com. Remember, if you and your partner are struggling with communication and intimacy, and you all are looking for a retreat to connect, Vacation Counseling can be your next vacation in Southwest Florida. Welcome back to the Bringing Intimacy Show, where intimacy is real. And today we've been talking about rebuilding the self-intimacy. And so Sonia has been our guest here. And Sonia, you were just talking about the importance of self-care. And so can you explain to our audience how does self-care impact relationship, especially from a female perspective? Like we were talking about, when you deplete yourself, when you don't put yourself first, when you don't take care of your needs, then you feel resentful. It interferes with your, your, the health of your relationships. So it's very important to just take some time away and reflect. I love journaling. It's a way of of getting your thoughts in order Mm -hmm. and, and think about I think it's really important to reflect and I I would start as far back as what were the, the thought and behavior patterns and the societal messages that brought you into the relationship you're in. So how did you get where you are before you can start determining what's the next step? Where do I go from here and try to try to find out where did I lose my way? 
For some people is they get married very young and they don't have a sense of self, uh, or perhaps they gave up something that was really important to them. Like for instance, an education or a career or a hobby, they were athletes and, and they try to merge into the couple and start, uh, spending more time with, with your, your partner's friends and family and less time doing those things that you used to do when you were single or before you were a couple. And then from that starting point, trying to understand, okay, uh, what makes me happy? What brings me joy? And start incorporating that into your life. Little by little, I, I'm, I'm big on baby steps because sometimes right. we are so... Um, overwhelmed by the possibility of making a major change. So it can be little things from just like taking a few minutes every day and creating some rituals. You know, if you have a spouse or kids, get up a little early and, right. and make some time to be quiet, read the paper or a magazine, listen to music, whatever it is that brings you joy and, and start doing that every day and also other things like nature, things that be exposing yourself to beauty and taking care of your health, mind, body, and spirit are key. Yeah, definitely. And like, I, I like that you said you take small steps because people do get extremely overwhelmed and they're like, should I stay in this relationship? Should I not stay in this relationship? Many times I say, well, let's work on yourself because when you're overwhelmed, you cannot make some times in a effective decision. That's right. And then they have to get up to speed. So if you're working on yourself and an individual says they're not comfortable with that, what do you do? Like, you know, you, you, what would you recommend if, uh, if somebody is in a relationship and the individual is not happy, hello, big clue. They're not happy that you're working on yourself. Well, I think that sometimes our partners feel intimidated because we are working on ourselves and they might take it personal. Like it's something about them being inadequate. So I think communication is key. I have a perfect example. Um, someone I worked with, she, um, she wanted to go for a master's degree. I'm sorry, for a PhD. And, and the, the, the husband was so upset about it. He thought, you know, she was abandoning him and, and the son was also feeling left out that, Mom is just going away. She's being selfish. She's doing it for herself. And the important thing is to let them know, hey, I want to bring you into the discussion. And I think before we take major steps, it's really key to bring the people who will be affected by that decision into the process and say, listen, my dream is to be this and that. And I'm doing this because I want to be able to provide better for you, for, for more opportunities for you. So we can have that vacation we have been dreaming about. Right. And uh, so you can go to that private school you want to go to so that they feel it's not about you. It's about everyone's best interest. So that's the way I would approach it, bringing in everyone into the process. Right. And I would, um, I can relate to that because I had some resistance when I went back to school. You know, for my, my doctoral degree, because it, it does take a whole lot of um, time away from the family and stuff, but it was worth it. Yes. Yeah. So um, when you're working with um, individuals, because you do the whole spam kind of like we do, and they are deciding to leave their 
their, their spouse and they're in that divorce process. Um, what are some tips for those women who just feel like I've lost everything, the relationship, myself, you know, they're fighting for their kids. I think I think the saddest thing about about the divorce process is that we see it as a failure. And I, society tells us we have failed. The term failed marriage is is really abhorrent to me. And when we are facing that, we see it as the end of something and it is the end of something. It's the end of a chapter of your life, but it's also a new beginning. So the important thing to do in this case is to reframe how you view the divorce as not the end of the road, but a detour on the road to happiness. And view it as something that is going to take you to the next level in your life and try to absorb all the lessons that have come from the relationship, release the attachments, and then bless, bless the relationship with love and move on. You just need to reframe it and start looking into what you will be creating, not on what you're leaving behind, but what you can be creating from now on, the, the time is now. It's not when the divorce judgment is signed. Start taking those, those baby steps in that direction and make, you know, take the opportunity to reflect, how do I want to create this life? And mm-hmm. start going in that direction right here and right now. Right. Um, it's so unique, isn't it? How, Dr. April, are you fascinated by this also? I'm so fascinated by the fact that Sonia, is it Dr. Frontera? Also, you're a JD, right? Yes, I'm an attorney, yes. There she is. She's an attorney, right? And she's and I know you're called counselor too, but you have such like knowledge from a therapeutic and counseling standpoint. I just would have never, I'm sorry, I know attorneys get a little bit of a bad bad uh, rep, but the two together, you truly have such insight. And it's so compassionate your approach towards people and towards relationships? I think it comes from being an intuitive and from the personal experience. I went through very difficult times and I have to confess what I'm putting in these books, I didn't know at the time. And that's why I'm writing it because I want to give others the tools I did not have when I needed them. So it's, it's a combination of personal experience and what I have picked up along the way. I'm a very um, devoted student of a, a lot of different teachers. So I have been listening to different people with different perspectives. And this is what I have extracted and how I think it can help others to better their lives. And of course, I've done therapy too. I've been, uh, yeah, that, that, has, that was my life savior. Actually, when I was going through, through a toxic marriage and divorce, working with a counselor, which is something I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just thinking, I don't know if you guys have read any of Lewis Hayes' books. Oh, yes. How, yes. 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 Oh, yes. I'm a fan. Yes. Yes. How she also talks like exactly what you're saying about divorce and breakups it's that you know maybe that was that part of that journey and now we're going on to a new journey you know and you take the good from that and you move on yeah that's right right. I love how Louise Hay talks about her marriage with uh, to that British gentleman and he left her and she was sad about it but she moved on from there and she was grateful for that opportunity and and the social learning that she gained from it. So you look at what you gain from the relationship, not what you lose. That's the focus. 
Yeah, definitely. And I like how you put what you gain from it. Yes. Yeah. And even in the sense of self-intimacy, what did you gain from it? How can you learn from it? How can you take that and, you know, move forward? Yeah. And when you're single, it's a great time um, to work on yourself. And I think sometimes people, I don't know when you're, but they jump from one relationship to the next without completely mm-hmm. healing. Yes, that's a trap. That's a terrible trap. I call it being divorced from your, to your spouse, not from your spouse. And that applies to relationships that are not just marriage. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I want to think about or talk about just real quick, because I just was like, love it. Um, you said you always wanted a sister. Mm-hmm. Listen to this, Kelly, Dr. Kelly. She always wanted a sister. And so because of that, that hasn't inspired her to write these books, to provide all this information, because she looks at, I'm assuming from what I wrote, what I read, that you look at all of us as sisters. That's right. My books are called, um, they're the Sisters Guides to Empowered Living. I always wanted a sister. My mom and her younger sister were so tight. And I always wished for something like that. And that's would have that's something that would have helped me get through some hardships in life. And that's why I like to provide my teachings from the standpoint of a sister, not as an attorney who's giving you legal information uh, or as a therapist who is giving you therapeutic care. This is this, this is loving support because that's what I needed the most. And I know from working with people who are going through these situations that what they most need is, is feeling supported. Especially if uh, the world and society infers that they're a failure. That's and that's right. such a, you know, it's a part of a person's identity. And for so many people to feel like they're failing, uh, to pause and to be able to say, you know what, you can't fail yourself if you never give up. Right. That's right. I got the visual of the, when you're talking about the sisters, I have four sisters. Wow. <laughs> you know, and uh, I just got the visual of the yaya sisterhood, you know, uh, or the sisters of the traveling pants or all of these different uh, sisters. I never even thought that there would be people that didn't have sisters that would want one. We become so uh, accustomed to what we have. How wonderful that you have been able to find sisterhood amongst um, the people that you help and other people that gravitate to you. Yes. And I get, I get, uh, feedback. You are my sister. You know, I'm not the lawyer. I am not, you know, the, the, uh, the therapist, I am the sister and I love you. I just get that a lot. And it just makes me feel so good. That's wonderful. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, going back to one of your first books on, do you keep your, your, um, your husband? Ooh, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> What was, what was the inspiration behind that? Uh, I wanted to create a book to help women who were on the fence be able to make that decision with confidence because many of us are trapped in relationships. It's funny how they talk about the divorce rate being 40% and everybody's focusing on the 40% of people who divorce, but there's more people who are not part of that 40% that spend years trapped in unhappy marriages. And those are the people I really wanted to focus on. 
This episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Introducing DirecTV Stream, the best of live TV and on demand, which means you can get all your favorite sports, movies, and shows together. So you can watch new episodes of your favorite reality shows live or binge old episodes on demand. Either way, get ready for some drama. And the best part? DirecTV Stream has no annual contract. DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device. Content varies by package and location. Restrictions apply. Yeah, okay, yeah. So what um, are some of the measuring sticks on on that? How do you, do you keep, do you not keep? I mean, what should people, oh, sisters, as sisters, take from that? Yeah. The important thing is that you need to do the math because sometimes we we get upset with our spouses and we we think things can't get better or maybe we think delusionally that they could get better when in fact they can't. So I guide the readers through self-reflection so that they can ask because they have the answers within. I don't right. give I don't give the solutions. I don't give the answers. You have them within and you get to find them through self-reflection. So I guide them through a series of of queries that they can do on their own and, and gain some understanding. Is this relationship worth saving? And can is my husband willing and able to make it happen so that the couple can give it their best shot. I don't believe that you should give up on a marriage right away unless there's abuse, which of course that's, that's the complete, you know, non-negotiable. If there's abuse, get help and get out, but otherwise give it your best shot because 50% of people who divorce regret having made the decision and wish they had worked harder on their marriages. And I don't want anybody to be in that 50% percentile if they can help it. So that was, that's, that's the secret sauce for me doing the math and, and it, taking the time to explore your relationship and finding out whether or not it's worth saving. Seems to me like you're doing double duty as a counselor and uh um, an attorney. That's awesome. Thanks. You really don't. You're a divorce attorney that really, um, do you don't advocate, but you're there for it. If they need it. I'm just, I'm sorry. I just keep going back to that because, um, it's so unique. I'm going to have to read that book. Mm-hmm. Please yeah. do. I, I want your feedback. How can our um how can our um listeners find that book? I assume it's on Amazon or um Kindle. Is it on Kindle? It is available wherever books are sold online. Okay. Uh through Amazon and Barnes and Noble and Walmart Target, everywhere. And uh you can connect directly uh uh, with my author page through Amazon or my website, which is soniafrontera.com. Well, let me ask you this, since you're being so open with us and our listeners, because we really, we like intimacy and we like to, our audience to connect with the topics. And you said that much of this has been, or some of it has been from your personal experience. Mm-hmm. So now you're, can you recognize that person that you were and the person that you are now? How different are they? You know, my core was always there, but it was this experience that brought her about. And I love reading the journals. And that's why I highly recommend doing the journals because I have had, I've had journals since I was eight years old and someone brought me a little Mickey Mouse diary from Disney World. And 
And it's really good to look back and see how you have changed through the years. And what this experience brought to me above anything else was resilience. It just brought out the, the, the strong woman I didn't know was there. And for that, I am so grateful. Wow. Awesome. Were you in this profession when you were in your previous marriage? Yes, I got married very young. I was 24. And uh, I was not in law school yet. But I, I did go to law school while I was in my unhappy marriage, which which started within 24 hours of, of the wedding that I realized my my ex husband was was abusive. And um that experience led me to want to change my life. And I decided to go to law school because I was 25 years old in an unhappy marriage and a bad job. And I knew I needed to do something. And that's when I went to law school. But I didn't practice divorce law until more recently because I started out in family court when I got out of school. And I found, I found it so incredibly toxic. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. So you've had a, you've seen the, the realm. Yes. I've been around. And you've been around. (laughs) Yes. Which is, which is amazing. Yes. So we're going to take a small break, but when we come back, we would like to hear some more tips on how do we move forward um, when our self-intimacy, our intimacy within our partner has been damaged. We'll come back in a few moments. If you are listening to this commercial, you have a pulse. If you have a pulse, you have stress. You may need a therapist. How do you find a therapist? Oh, you go to your phone book. Wait, what's that? Go to the World Wide Web. You type in therapist near me. And then you find a list of acronyms. LMHC, LPC, NCC. (sighs) How on earth do I understand this and navigate this? Go to drkellyboucher.com. Dr. Kelly specializes in helping people that struggle with anxiety, stress, burnout, grief, depression, compassion, fatigue, sleep issues, body image issues. You can have help today. DrKellyBoucher.com Welcome back to the Bringing Intimacy Show, where intimacy is real. Um, today we have we're talking about rebuilding our self intimacy, and we have um, lawyer and um, how can I put it like relationship builder? Yes, yes. What do you call the other side of you? I like empowerment trainer because I want people to claim trainer. their power. Okay, empowerment trainer. Yes, <laughs> she's so here today already. Yes, yes. To talk about. Um, self-intimacy, and also that book called Relationship Solution, strategies that help heal and create and give us the happiness that we deserve. Yes. We just got a question from the audience, and this is Mary from Louisiana. And Mary from Louisiana is saying that she's just now in that process of going through a divorce. And She's journaling, but she just feels like everyone is, um, as she writes here, everyone is against her. And she feels embarrassed, you know, that I've failed my family. Um, What are some tools can you give her? First thing, 
practice self-compassion. You need to be happy and understand and, and acknowledge that happiness is your birthright. It's not something that you have to renounce to make other people happy, to please your family or to meet other um, societal standards that your family holds you to. And if your family doesn't understand, get support elsewhere. You need to be supported. You cannot go through a divorce without support. I am huge on support systems. Uh, Go to a therapist or join a support group and be very careful when you're looking at support groups. Make sure these are people who have a positive outlook, not people who are looking to complain and to bash the other sex and and, uh, have pity parties. Get supported. Find friends in a support group or your clergy or someone you can trust, a friend. And if your family doesn't, just leave them out of the equation. I, I have a confession here for you guys because I am Catholic. I come from a very conservative family and my family would have frowned upon this. And I pretty much have to go through this with the help of a counselor. And as I am getting out, that was when I finally told my mom because I knew she would have interfered. So leave people out of the decision-making process and don't tell them, well, you already told them, I guess they know, but you don't need, you are your own press agent. You control the information that you give out and, and you can control what you, you tell your family about it and, and just let them know that you're doing the best you can and that you are doing this very cautiously and, and uh, you're, you're, don't worry about me. I'm taking care of myself. I will get this right. You made an interesting point about um, like the some clergy and some some different faiths, not just the Catholic community, but that are so anti-divorce mm-hmm. and that some people would actually stay in an abusive marriage rather than disappoint their parents. And so there is no reason whatsoever to stay in an abusive marriage. You said earlier, it's non-negotiable. I love that word. There's some things that can be negotiated, but not abuse. That's right. What advice would you give to any of our listeners that are in that abusive relationship? Let's say in the first week after they're married, are there options that they have? I've, I've heard of annulments, but what would you encourage our listeners that are in that situation? Um, if, if you are interested in an annulment, start getting information about that right away. Talk to clergy. If you are seeking an annulment, are you, and do you mean uh, an annulment in the church or do you mean an annulment in uh, the courts or both? I, di- I didn't even know the courts did the annulments. I knew the church did, does. Courts do annulments also? Yes, and, and every law is different in every state. I guess so. <laughs> yes. So we do have annulments and they, they have, they have certain um, requirements, which you need to meet as does the church. So learn about that. But the most important thing, rather than, uh, rather than looking at the annulment issue, get help from a domestic violence counselor, because you need to get the right information. You need to get an understanding of 
the situation you're in and how you can get yourself out, get the tools that you need, the support that you need and the information that's great because they can guide you towards the legal system, shelters or whatever, whatever resources are needed for you to, to uh, make the move that is right for you. Yes, and I'm totally glad that you mentioned about the domestic violence shelters because there are some people who may be in relationships and for some people it's dangerous to leave. You know, yes. So, um, and you may be in that situation, you may not. And so what really does help is those domestic violence agencies and shelters Mm -hmm. because they have, um, they can teach you about safety planning and the um, ramification and other things that need to happen if you're thinking about leaving. So thank you for mentioning that. Yes. And so for those individuals who have left, and I know you talked about journaling, which is one good thing. And I'm glad you also mentioned about the support groups, because like you said, being, you know, in a support group is imperative. Um, What are some other techniques and how do you know when you're ready to start to date again? Mm, That's a good question. You need to be back and you have to create intimacy with yourself first. That's really important because like we said earlier, we're talking about some people recouple right away and you need to get comfortable with yourself. You need to feel good in your own skin. So don't date until you are ready and make sure you have, um, release the attachments you may have to your ex because sometimes we have attachments there there might be some unrequited love and the hope of reconciliation or there there may be so much anger and resentment building and uh, you might be you know looking for someone to validate you you might have felt rejected if your if your if your husband was the one who filed for divorce you might feel rejected and and undesirable and you need someone to you know bolster your ego so work on yourself first and and get to enjoy your own company i can say from my personal experience that i didn't date for four years. I had the best years of my life right after my divorce. I started (laughs) engaging in activities. I joined a hiking group and I was going out with a new group of people who were really nice. And my social life was just exploding. I was having fun for the first time because I felt so repressed in my marriage. And I didn't meet my husband till I was four years out of my, my marriage and we didn't get married. We dated for seven years before we did. So I'm not suggesting you should wait seven years, you know, to get married or whatever, but just take the time to really enjoy your freedom, build yourself up, discover what an amazing woman is living inside of you and then bring her into a relationship. Ooh, I like it. You know, Rachel, um, uh, Joe, uh, Jacob, I uh, had to work for seven years for Rachel. And then, you know, that story, that's a good story. But anyway, seven is the number of completeness. I'm glad you got it right. <laughs> that's so awesome. Yes. And that's why I really think that people should think of, of not the end of the road, but a detour on the road to happiness. 
I have a life I, I would have never imagined for myself that I wouldn't have if I had stayed in my marriage. Now I have a different husband with whom I travel. I have a lot of fun. We're more compatible. And it can happen to you too, but you have to be open and receptive. I'm open. <laughs> I accept this gift. <laughs> it's wonderful. I can tell by your uh, countenance and your smile that this is authentic happiness. So happy for you. Thank you. Are your friends happy? Are they like, they recognize you now? They're like, oh, we were so worried. I don't think my friends were worried. They were ever worried. I, I kind of kept much of it to myself. Um, but my friends are happy. And many of the friends I have are, are new friends from this new stage in my life. And you keep on picking up new friends and new activities as you go along. So you need to be open to that as well. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. So if um, our audience wants to learn more about you and what you do, how can they um, find you and tell us the, all the resources and stuff that you do? Uh, the best way to connect with me is visiting my website, soniafrontera.com. And there you will find links to all my social media, YouTube, Facebook. You can join my private Facebook group, The Power Sisterhood, and Twitter. And uh, you can learn more about my books, my projects, my events. And most importantly, you can connect with me directly. You can send me a message. I love to hear from readers. And I want to know what your questions are, what you need, you know, what you need is to support you on your journey. Awesome. So feel free. And what um, states do you practice law? What state do you practice law in? New Jersey. New Jersey. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I was really um, shocked by that statistic. You said that I think it was like 50% or 60% of people regret um, getting a divorce or not working, you know, enough on it yes and so I'm glad that when someone comes to you you walk them through this stage of yes there's something that you really want to do let's find yourself can I ask you a question um in closing um how much how uh, I don't even know how to word this like premarital counseling just isn't happening anymore premarital counseling in terms of like the church or people going people plan their marriage but not their or they plan their wedding but not their marriage yeah premarital counseling would help or are some people going to be blindsided no matter what okay i'm going to come clean here again i'm clean come on bring it it's funny because i just thought the pre-cana that they force upon us in the catholic church was the stupidest thing and i hated every minute of it but as i was Packing my stuff when I was moving out of the marital home, I came across because I'm a I'm a pack rat. I came across the 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 papers, you know, all the worksheets that we did during the precana, and my God, the signs were there. I didn't see them. You didn't see them, or I'm curious what signs were there. I'm just I'm curious now. I have put them behind. So I couldn't tell you like, like exactly, but I'm just looking at those papers and I'm like, Oh my God. Was it the differences in the answers to the questions? I, 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 to my, to the best of my recollection, it's, it's more, they were asking things about who you, how you relate in certain, in certain situations. And it kind of, 
underscored some of the 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 issues that were in the background they were not blatant because it was a really beautiful relationship i i didn't marry right. someone because i was in a rush i needed a green card or you know right. I, i married somebody i honestly loved with whom i i shared a deep connection and i had a lot of fun with but there were some issues and i think very often we don't see them or we misinterpret them we downplay their true importance and that's one of the queries that i ask my readers to go through because let's say your marriage can't be saved don't repeat those same mistakes in the future right i think sometimes and it's hard especially when you get married young and in your in the 20s um where people look at people's potential you know and that's what they end up yeah yes um and sometimes you know this happens when people are in their 40s and 50s and it's you know you really got to love a person for who they are um my angelo talks about how um when people say who they are just believe them <laughs> yeah and i think it's really important i emphasize this is that we think that uh we can change or make yes, when exactly. we get married everything is going to be different exactly don't marry a project your your husband's not a project it's a human being and he has the right to be himself just as much as you do so if you marry someone with the intention of turning him into someone more ambitious or 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 complete different set of values you are only deluding yourself just don't do it right exactly that takes away from the happiness that's right we all need we all deserve to be happy and we all deserve to be self expressed and that includes your partner exactly thank you so much for being in the show it's been amazing thank, thank you, you so, so much. much for having me i really enjoyed our conversation yes definitely Well, next week we have Melody Ann Streety knowing your boundaries, and then after that, Dominique Drew, what men want in relationships and dating. Looking forward to hearing about that. June twenty fourth, Len Sturdivant, the pursuit of vertical intimacy, and July first with Matthew Wenger. Sexual addiction is an intimacy problem, so don't forget to follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of the Bring the Intimacy Back community, request to join the Bring the Intimacy Back Facebook group. Facebook group and page. Follow our Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. You get the idea for the latest updates on the BIB show. And we're so glad that you've been a part of our show today and we look forward to seeing you again on air. Thank you. Thank you.